0: Hello and welcome to the Hapori podcast, the show for and about doers. I'm Rob Solly and on today's show I'm joined by Jordan Turner.
1: People often ask me now, what am I training for? Not you know what my answer always is? I'm training for life.
0: Jordan is an international health and wellness coach and breathwork practitioner. He works with CEOs, celebrities, professional athletes, corporations, mums, dads, you name it, he works with them and has great success. But first, let's answer some of your questions. The questions you've been sending in using the hashtag askkaPoriHelp. Over to you, Mike. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing okay. Another day, another dollar. Well, you're getting, you're getting paid for this. <laughs> Maybe, oh, okay, i well. keep that
2: keep that under the low, okay, low I down. Enjoy. Question number one comes from at Anna underscore Richards. Hi Rob, I'm a new trainer, so how do I recruit new clients, especially famous ones? Well, as new,
0: the key, I think, is experience. People hate it, they wanna go from zero to 10 really quickly and you can and some people do. My personal opinion of some of those that do and we sort of may even know who they are is maybe they'll get found out or it's just a blag and ultimately I always say how do you want to be the greatest trainer? Not necessarily the person training the most famous. You know, that That leads, one leads to the other. Make yourself great. That's what I would say to Anna straight away. Make yourself great, work at it. Get go a
2: reputation, on, get, yeah, get known as it. Go
0: on courses. If you have to train people for cheap or for free that may take you outside your comfort zone, the people, say you've got five clients and they're all a similar age bracket to you or a similar gender, similar physical shape, step outside that. Go and find someone who doesn't do what you know what you want them to do and gain that experience. Or perhaps they may be frow or too eager. Just step outside that. I really, really believe that it will come in regards to training more clients, famous clients, athletes, whatever whatever direction you want to take your coaching in, just make yourself great and everything else will follow.
2: If you build it they will come. Exactly. Field of dreams. There you go.
0: I am genuinely all over that. That that it's funny you say that, you don't know this. That's been a bit of a saying for mine for over a decade in regards to uh, the gym I hope to build.
2: Oh, there you go. Well, that leads us nicely onto our next question, which is from at Jim John Collins. I'm setting up my own home gym. Uh, what should be my priority, equipment-wise? Wow, you're setting up your home gym. Well, good luck first of
0: all. and the Olympic-sized swimming pool? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. To heat sure. that costs a lot of money. <laughs> uh-huh. So there's a lot of outgoings there.
2: That'll warm it up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm the kind of person who you know, pee's. To, I, if I need to pee in the bath, I get out. Right. So you got class.
2: Yeah, we're we're not alike. No, there. no. I pee in the shower. <laughs> Sometimes even when I'm taking a shower. Yeah, Mike, you need to keep these things to yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I'll get <laughs> <Yeah>. it out. <laughs> so,
0: back to the gym equipment. I love that you're building your own gym. You know, with all that's gone on with lockdowns and the shutting down of gyms, people have been more inventive, been making more home gyms. I think space is a premium. I never want to feel claustrophobic. So even the equipment, that may be a secondary. The space, the feeling in the gym, enough height, enough space. to just you know, because that could be a garage. So don't clutter it. Don't overload with equipment and be inventive. I've been to many gyms particularly in America I look at gyms how they store their equipment on hooks on certain things on walls so you can just grab it and pull it off that could be like hurdles and your your kettlebells are on the edge of the floor so obviously it then goes back to what type of training is John specializing does he really good if it's kettlebells yeah he's got to have some kettlebells if he likes training people with weight perhaps he needs a rack but um I think Rather than looking at what equipment's the most important, it's the environment. Make a killer environment, make it somewhere that you step in and people go, ah, I didn't expect that and that's my plan, that's exactly, I'm just like sharing my secrets and my sort of vision here. Get out there, get after that. But there is one thing I do love, I do love a TRX, doesn't take up much space you know most people have them you can hang them on trees say you've got a gym uh jim his uh is it john sorry jim john collins jim yeah. jim's jim jim parent, his parents is it jim pulling. or is it john yeah. <laughs> has he just managed to amalgamate the name um you know could you fix something outside so the trx is outside and just create space you know just be inventive and I think space is a premium and environment matters more than equipment.
2: Yeah, See, if it was me, first thing I put in, it was big, massive speakers. So we could be blasting at the Hapori Spotify playlist, workout playlist. I hear you, that's a good call, Mike. <laughs> you, do need, you do need good speakers. I
0: thought he was gonna say a fridge for beers. Well, there's that as well. <laughs> there's not a big enough garage for that, man. Okay, thanks for your questions. Send them to at Coach and use the hashtag Ask Hapori Help. Coming up next, I talk to today's guest. This podcast was brought to you by the Hapori Coach app. If you're a personal trainer, then you know that time is money. That's why the Hapori Coach app was created to help coaches manage their businesses better and to support growth and longevity. The platform makes it easy to onboard and train clients, manage your sessions, keep track of finances and take automated digital payments. Plus, your clients will love it as they get their own app to accompany their training with you, tools to track their progress and an easy, seamless way to help them manage their bookings. So, if you're looking for a way to take your personal training business to the next level, then Hapori Coach is the perfect solution. Check them out at www.hapori.com and enter promo code PODCAST50 to get a 30 day free trial, 50% off your first year, and 10 completely free, professionally designed health and fitness ebooks to send out to clients and prospects. That's some serious value there. So go get over to Hapori.com today. Today on the Hapori podcast, we're joined by Jordan Turner. Hi, Jordan
1: Turner. Hey, hey, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure. So I want to start with a little phrase that I've heard you say, true health. Tell me a little bit more about true health, please.
1: (laughs) So I talk a lot about this idea of true health, like what is true health? True health to me is about not only being fit physically, but being fit mentally, emotionally, and being able to have a deeper connection with yourself and everything you do, training with intention, with meaning, with purpose, rather than just you go in there like a machine and okay, you might get... You might get in shape, but you still don't feel any better. It's about having a holistic approach to health. And when I say holistic, like whole, all elements together, is this idea of what true health is. It's actually something that's fulfilling, something that's that's meaningful, that you, you're getting something out of it. And you're healthy in all areas of your life. So. Not only just whatever you're doing, say, in the gym or in your workout, you're bringing other areas so you've got a healthy relationship with your partner, with your friends, with your community, with finances, with money. That's what true and, health is about. And do you me. think
0: training and, and the other aspects of training all lead into those things?
1: 100%, because the way you do one thing is, is the way that you approach many things in life. And there is no se- separation between the way that you train and the way that you live. Right? You can see a lot. I can have a client come up to me and just by watching them move for two minutes, I can tell what kind of job that they have. Are they feeling happy? Are they feeling quite depressed? Are they feeling anxious? You can get a good range of what someone's happened. And it's not some woo-woo working things out, just quite literally seeing them in that, in that way they approach. Are they someone who quits quite early? Do they not believe in themselves? Are they looking at what they can't do all the time in the gym? All these little elements. So you have your eyes very wide open. Oh, so like, sure. you know, like Do most of us not have our eyes that open? I don't think so. I think it, I, I think we all have the potential to have this. It's, it's a case of do we want to see it and do we want to have our eyes so open and it's not about sometimes when I say that people go oh, that's just too complicated. No it's actually very simple but the challenge is in the simplicity and actually doing the simple things. Everyone has the capacity to be so but also the same way many people choose to maybe close their eyes off to it. It's not that they haven't got the capacity to they may close themselves off because they're caught up in a routine or they're caught in the way things should be or what or, or judgments from other people or whatever it is and not necessarily people leading it and, and and but i find much, once people experience it very quickly they get it quite straight and, and that's away. exactly
0: it you know before we obviously started recording we were talking about ice baths okay, very yeah, no. very quickly you know like and um you know i was lucky enough to sort of like do I think I started crying through about 2015 you know going Amazing. to those chambers and stuff like that and obviously it's now becoming to something we have at home but it's really weird when people say to me why'd you do it and it's really hard we could go on about brown fat and all the <laughs> things that I listen to the Huberman podcast and all those technical uh, things but I actually do it probably because I'm afraid of it and I know it's a little challenge like I've got to get
1: through it why do you do it because if you don't go towards discomfort discomfort goes towards you right so and a great example of that is like even when you think of people avoiding training so they sit on the sofa and don't go to the gym for example don't go for that run or don't go to their dance class or whatever it is they're avoiding a very a discomfort in that moment but long term then they start getting a backache and then they feel out of shape they feel down they feel depressed that discomfort is way more way more uncomfortable than that one moment that you have that you go through and so the
0: tv if, program they're watching was probably never that good
1: exactly and the ice bath is the greatest teacher of that with that discomfort because you go into it and let's be honest as you know it is uncomfortable yeah but it is only uncomfortable for about a minute and a half to two minutes if you start to relax at that two minutes mark all of a sudden you get this rush and you feel like super connected you're allowing yourself you're allowing a part of you so one reason why I say I do it is ice bath is very much if you sorry to be a bit deep but if you ever see like a dead body you ever get to touch a dead body you realize it's freezing cold and when you go in the ice bath the reason why we avoid it is because on some level there's a slight fear of death right so it goes to we're afraid of dying and I'm not being dramatic but what happens is in there yes of course we're not about physically dying but an aspect of us has to die whether that's our part of us that wants to be a little bit lethargic or a little bit lazy or is that part of us that's holding on to the past stories or a part of us that feels a little bit anxious in the ice bath you get that opportunity to reset, to restart your day, to then, then you choose, you're in charge. I always t- talk about being in the driver's seat of your own existence rather than being a passenger. Yep. An ice bar, for example, same as a workout can be, they're all catalysts that allow you to go from a passenger straight into the driver's seat, and then you choose the destination you want to put on that sat-nav. But when we're caught up in our comfortable and avoiding, like you're saying, and, and caught up in our fears and, and this avoidance mentality, it's very difficult to then...
0: Yeah, yeah I sort of have this thing that I... I don't really want to be soft. Like, I like central heating. I always find the sauna a lot easier than the, than the ice bath. And it's, it's funny because I've been a member of David Lloyd and I go into their cold pools and they're, they're about 12, 14, around, somewhere around there. And I'm, it's pretty easy like for me. Everyone's like, how do you sit in there? But honestly, it's pretty easy. <laughs> then the other day, my friend got one and he was set to five. And I got it. I think it's the, probably the video you saw. And honestly, I was like... just breathe i was like i've got 45 seconds i gotta get through this because my body's saying get out get out get out and i I sort of just went into it and went and went through it for me it's it's such a weird thing about i don't want to be soft i don't want to be a hard and harsh person but i do feel genuinely amazing after an ice bath and i i feel that not enough people know how good you feel once you've done it that just a slight bit of euphoria now. It seems to last with me for about 90 minutes as well.
1: well yeah, oh, for, for sure, it lasts for... For me, I feel like it, it actually transfers throughout the day and it almost has a ripple effect. But when you said this very interesting thing about not when to be soft and when to be hard, what I found really interesting is for me, the ice bath taught me... In life, I always tried to fight everything. So I'd always try and like fight past that or fight for something or whatever it is. I wanted it's to fight your- everything. But the ice bath taught me to do the opposite. In a way, it taught me to to actually, the more, yeah, to let go, to just surrender. The more I tried to fight it, the worse it was, but it taught me just to completely let go, to completely surrender. And then I realized something that actually, and, and my training at that point was able to go to a different level because I was able to realize, okay, it's not just about holding on or always trying to fight. There's this beautiful art of like effortless effort. There's a Chinese philosophy, which is Wu Wei, which is like doing, not doing. And it's this place you can reach where it's like, effortless effort where you're putting in the action you're going for it you're going okay I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it right now and like you said it does take a little bit of it's it, it, funny enough I'm gonna take some balls even though you lose your balls in the yeah, process totally. if you're a guy <laughs> you're gonna lose your balls in the process yeah, yeah, as they shrivel lose, up you lose a few yeah, other things yeah, as well yeah, exactly yeah you're gonna lose that but it does take that first little bit but it is a bit of a generalization but women typically when I've done ice baths with people actually do better in their first ice buff because they naturally are just not trying to like be so macho and they're like, ah, just let themselves relax and know it's uncomfortable and not trying to avoid the discomfort. And the funny thing is when you allow yourself to be uncomfortable, all of a sudden, you feel pretty comfortable.
0: And is that our backgrounds? And, like, you know, mm-hmm. so obviously I already know that you love boxing and you have boxed, you guys in boxing training, you've done that. Is that the fact that we associate effort? Everything's got to be effort. For example, you know, I did everything max effort. And then letting go in stretching was really hard for me. I still <laughs> with stretching was like, oh, I'm going to boss myself here. <laughs> and then, you know, like I got a different teacher. I was like, come on, Rob. You know, if you want to, um, you win by letting go. And now suddenly the idea of winning, I'm like, okay, right. I'm going to win by letting go.
1: Mm, nice. So,
0: you know, is that, do you think, boxing? You sort of said, you know, in the past that we've been strong and macho, and we've got to let go of that. Is that because of the way we sort of train presently in
1: sport? Very interesting concept. I think there's there's many factors, but even look at, if we look at the martial arts perspective, whether it's boxing or. Any, any other different form. As you know, there's different styles. So fighters have different styles. Some people fight with a very like brawler fighter cool. and coming forward. Some people are more counter punchers and stepping back. Some people are more stylish and slick. It wasn't that much boxing necessarily gave me that mentality. It was more the things I was bringing to boxing, to so my own whatever challenges that I had from my past or what it was that thing of trying to prove something or or fight in this way, and, and as, I, as, I can, as I boxed and through the years and as I, as I grew up and as, as I went through certain experiences, that changed, and, and what was quite interesting is even my style changed, even the way I performed that sport changed. So I don't know if I'm directly answering your question, but I think it's, this is, and it also links into explaining how what we've got going on is not separate from the way that we move or perform, right? Because that's that same mentality or same struggles that I was having outside of boxing or outside of Fighting, I would bring to my style. I would bring that very come forward. I wouldn't want to take a step back. I yeah, going completely. to keep going. That's great, and it's not about losing that, but it's it's my thing is this is why intention's so important. Where is it coming from? So there's absolutely nothing wrong with going. I'm going to fight right now, to, literally to the death, and go for it and be that resilience. And so I'm not trying to say we have to let go of that, but I'm I'm, I'm talking about. And we go. I used to, we said the term true health. It's like what is true strength? Well, if we if we're so caught up in just that, and then the, the moment that we need to let go, we're unable to, then maybe we're not as strong as we think we are because, for example, if we're not able to let go and we're so tight, that's why we pull a muscle, for example. <laughs> right, Physically and mentally. Physically and mentally. Literally that. So, really, true strength is about having that perfect balance. I think it might be De poor actually. He said it's about training. He's like, um, it should be seriously playful and playfully serious. Yeah, yeah. And again, yeah. that's another example of something I like where you've got this these two opposites. You've, you've got this ability to be completely flexible, open, completely let go, surrender, take that step back when you need to take a step back, and when you need to go forward, go forward. So when I I first started
0: training and being trained, breathwork was spoken of, but sort of rarely practiced. I suppose the PT world, the training world, was very physical, and then you had yoga, the more spiritual world, uh, which, you know, sort of had the breathwork in it. It feels like that divide has started to be crossed, Mm. And, and what do you think's changed and who's helped you change, or, or anyone else you mentioned? You were put out. Who helped? Who do you think's helped change the game, evolve where training is now?
1: I think it's really interesting we talk about the bridge between breathwork and training because I remember first, <laughs> I remember first bringing breathwork in to my clients in, in their gym environment, and I was working in a very commercial gym at the time. And do you know the amount of stick I got for breathwork? People thought I was I, going I so woo-woo and crazy and all kinds yeah. of things which I didn't realize, but do you know where I didn't get the stick from? I didn't get the stick from my clients. Why? Because they were the ones doing it and experiencing it. And in life you get people that talk about things because they read something once or heard about it and they think they know it. And you get someone who um, will, will judge something and look at it. But anyone who experienced it could realize and you could physically see it. And there was, one, there was a particular technique that I would use with my clients. And the reason why I'd use this one technique at the beginning because it would quite literally show them that do, it would do as many press ups as you could beforehand have a little rest. When you do it your second time, you should get less, right? Because yeah. you're sort of pre-fatigue, you should get less. So we'd use a particular breath work technique and they would always, always, always get more. And normally they'd get a lot more. Not just, I'm not talking about a couple more reps. I'm talking sometimes 30%, 40%. There's even people that double their reps, right? So this was like something I was trying to bridge the gap by showing that there is no separation between that mindset, what's going on emotionally, and also performance and how the breath could actually first of all, help with performance. But then it's not just about that, There was a bigger thing that was being able to be accomplished and, and to happen. But there's many people, I think there's many people that have helped make it a little bit more accessible and a little bit more common ground and it's not so strange to see it now in fitness because a lot of athletes are starting to yep. wake up to the idea of breath work and what's happening here. So I think this is fantastic. Completely, a lot of a lot of well-known athletes, Ex-
0: yeah, you know, and their their pop star wives.
1: It's exactly yeah, and people is-
0: like people like Russell Brand and you know, sort of more public figures are now using
1: breathworks and the and, benefits. And that's what's really interesting about, <laughs> and what I was saying about to get your typical whoever's whether it's personal trainer or trainee, they were not so keen on breathwork. But for, but, but I never ever got any blocks from CEOs. From high, from from athletes that mm. I work with, I never got any blocks from anyone who was kind of like out there and doing oh. something because they understood it because they just knew they could have this thing that would this high much, performance, all of high performance, or give them a connection, a feeling, it would give them something. It can give you. It, there's so many things you can get from breath work. In this aspect, we're talking about it in the performance aspect, but there's also getting through breathwork itself, it literally connects you. It's the foundation of health. So one thing I talk about is, breathwork's not just this fancy little tool that we're adding into training. Breathwork in itself is the foundation of health. It is the, fa- Why, and what do I mean by that is, well, whatever training you do, you're always doing breathwork. You're just not necessarily doing it consciously. If you go for a run, you're doing breathwork. You, you're breathing a little yep. faster, right? You're breathing a little harder. If you go to the gym, you're breathing in a certain manner. Whatever you're doing, you are doing breathwork. The key is about bringing it into the industry. So no, actually, yes, we're doing it, but can we do it consciously? And when we're doing it consciously, now it goes back to that analogy I use. We can now do it from the driver's seat. So I don't have like a one-size-fits-all technique that I use. I've got some signature ones that I use, but it's dependent on the person's results that they're looking for. Someone might be looking for deeper connection in life. They're like even training. They're still something missing. Okay, we're going to use different type of practices. And what's contributing to that? I think less of the stigma I think people are getting a little bit more open minded and 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 the results are there for me I'm about that and like let the results speak for themselves that's exactly what I'm you mentioned
0: in. the consciousness so it's also it's something that we do unconsciously and consciously it's something yes. that bridges that divide and here we are in a time talking about mental health it's, it's you know obviously just boom, it's everywhere big businesses are talking about it. it's a it's like It's something that needs to be addressed. And I often talk about mental fitness, Mm -hmm. like as in giving people the tools. Obviously, I think there are things that are bigger mental health issues that I know nothing about. But people like yourself, they bring something to the table to a lot of people's everyday life. It's a challenge for us to communicate to them why this has benefit. You know, we spoke of the iceberg, but why breath work has benefit. Have you got any ideas about how we can communicate to people of, why they should invest in things that will improve their mental fitness and ultimately their mental health.
1: <laughs> so, because you can go a little while without water, you can go a little while without food and you can certainly go a long while without moving in any way, but you cannot go along at all without your breath, it is the foundation of life, it's the foundation of why you wake up, it's the very thing keeping you alive, it is the bridge. and it quite literally can shift and change our chemistry within our body we can within a matter of minutes we can shift our chemistry Funny enough we can even do it at will we can start to release adrenaline at will and get ourselves pumped up and more ready for what we want we can be able to shift our nervous system move through the gears of our nervous system bring ourselves into the parasympathetic nervous system rest and renew or we can bring ourselves in, into into the sympathetic nervous system fight or fight mode and get us amped up and a breath take will take you wherever you want to go it really will do that so we can often go ah it's just breath and almost silly and, and 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 almost discard it one thing i say let's see how it is if you hold your breath for a moment hold your breath for a moment see how long you can hold it for at some point you're going to go and take a big gasp in and when you do that you realize how important it is and then you get a moment to capture that moment and then you start living a little bit more in the moment you start being a little bit more present all these amazing changes start happening just by shifting the way that you breathe. Why is it so important that we live in the present? Because all we have is right now. It's so, why is it important that we live here? Because otherwise we're living in our imagination. We're living in our thoughts. We're living in a story that we've told ourselves from the past. Or we're living in the future, which again is living in our imagination. We are living in a story we've created of the future that doesn't exist. All that's happening is right now in this moment. And the more, sometimes we can't always be present, but we can be as close to it as possible, is what I, I talk about a lot. And when you're trying to get as close to it as possible, you catch moments when you're in it, when you're in that flow state, when you quite literally are in the present. And then the more and more present you are, the more you no longer have those barriers in the mind that's getting in the way of, oh, I can't do this or these voices or what's going on. Or Like now in this podcast, if I'm not being present for a moment, like, producer Mike come around in there and I've noticed he was just taking a photo of us. And in that second, my, my, I went slightly out of present. When I was out of present, I was then searching for what I wanted to say. Yeah. And the more present I am with you in this moment, now what I want to say is just sort of coming out and happening. And yeah, isn't
0: the, it? Some people say that depression is living in the past yeah. and anxiety is living, living, in, living in, the in the future. And um, obviously, the boxing thing, you know, like, is, you know, I suppose in what you're saying, boxing's a little bit of a, A metaphor for life and breath because we do these rounds and we might win some, we might lose some, we give it all intense, but then we have that moment where we can breathe and reconsider and I'm, I'm really grateful that I suppose in our time, cornermen seem to have got better. <laughs> they ask people to
1: breathe, relax, you know, the first thing it. they do. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. Never used to be like that, but used to like, you know, I'll fucking true. <laughs> <you said laughs> like, which
1: is true. However, however, one of the first people that got me into any form of breath up was actually my first ever boxing coach. And if you met him, you wouldn't necessarily think it. Shout out to Tony Wright, absolute legend. And, cause, and do you know one of the things he got me into breath up by what he says? Because I, I wouldn't breathe properly, I'd be a mouth breather, or whatever it was. And he, and he just remember he said to me, So what happens if you don't breathe? He's like, you die, <laughs> and he just said that really bluntly. And didn't necessarily give us a technique, but he would show us the importance of how important it was to breathe while we were in the rounds, breathe while we're moving. So suddenly subtly, he actually was one of the catalysts of me doing breathwork, without him necessarily realizing, because he kind of said it as like this like half comment, but I realized it was yeah. actually very important. And when I broke my nose, I started, my fitness was just horrendous, right? But I was like, what's going on? I'm still fit, I'm doing the same amount of training, but I can't, I'm struggling. And then I put two and two together, I realized, oh, I'm no longer able to breathe through my nose correctly. So I'm breathing through my mouth and I'm over-breathing compared to the, to the metabolic demands of the body. So therefore, I started to put it together. And as I started to put it together, I stopped getting like asthma attacks. And, and I was like, oh wow, so breathwork can also help me with asthma. And then I, I worked with a fantastic um, friend of mine, Lazo, and he showed me a breathwork. And this particular breathwork gave me this experience beyond what I could ever sort of fathom i was like wow i didn't know it could do that i felt really high and i was like whoa just just from breathing and i've and i felt like so much more at peace and and content with so many things and certain things just made sense that i've been trying to figure out and work out logically and, and whatever why is that going on and how do i change this and i did this one breath work and in a short period of time it's like i had the answers for those clear things mm-hmm. and i was like wow i can do that also then i started studying it in that way and just absolutely embodied myself of it.
0: <laughs> it comes back to that that coach if he can in the in between rounds if he can get you to breathe and relax he can perhaps make you or she can make you aware of your environment and then you can get instructions that matter to take into the the next round the next round of life the next round of the fight exactly. whatever whatever that may be. How do we get people to understand that breathwork matters? So I think
1: I think like anything. Whenever I'm trying to communicate any, anything, I always think of free ease. I always think education. I think experience, and I think entertainment. First of all, some people just need the education. They want might want the science. There's plenty of science out there no. now. There was there was pretty rough science before. Now there's plenty of science. The next is to give someone an experience so they can experience it for themselves. Also, so they're not too shut off because they might have had an experience once and they didn't really notice too much difference, and they kind of did it once and they think they know what it is. And we do that a lot in life. We kind of do something once and we're like, oh, I get that. I, I did that breathwork thing before. So like we made
0: f- up our minds up before we do it. You exactly,
1: know and you never really did it. And you might have just done it once, or you've done one particular technique. There's absolutely thousands and thousands of different ways you can breathe for all different particular things you want to invoke. Right, so. Give it a go and give it a go a few times to experience it. So giving people an opportunity to experience it, making it accessible in whatever way so that people can have that experience. And then thirdly, entertainment. So what's entertainment got to do with breath? Well, that's where some people are great. Make it entertaining, make it fun. So some people, so they can have some kind of fun around it, so they can try it, or even just funny skits where people play with it. a little. So it just becomes more and more accessible whatsoever. And And then perhaps we can bring younger people in with those
0: with Fever well, could try yeah. it and
1: and exactly you can start with that. We way. need a we need all a I think, Yeah, <laughs> Get that going. Oh, I think you hit it at all angles, all different things, and ultimately though, it's less comes from that person. Do they do they want to? They are that place where they want to see that. And I and I find people that are looking to looking for a little more, looking to whether it's a bit of curiosity or they're looking to, for the, the little edge or the little one percent. I think this, they're much more open to it. Where some people are closed off because they already know what they want and that's what they're at and that's what all they need. And good luck to them.
0: It's funny because the amount of people who have suggested it to them go breath work. I'm brilliant at breath work. You know, I don't need better, you know. I can I'm <laughs> yeah, that's the, exactly that's the exactly. Main I don't need it. Or, or you know that old line of well, I've been doing it 35 years. Can't be doing anything wrong, can I?
1: <laughs> I love that one. That's the biggest thing. That's how that's how I start a lot of workshops. I like fold my arms up and I'm like. I'm like, we get, we, I can't believe you've all come here to do some breath work. And I start laughing. <laughs> like, so, uh, so what are your you workshops? Know? So sometimes to to do stuff? a work, it can be all different kinds of stuff. Sometimes it might be um, a workshop on breathing for more about, um, could be to do with performance. Even though, to be fair, the workshops normally performance-wise, normally with individuals, not so much. Often it's about like just breath workshops. So people come to have an experience of the breath. Do you do any
0: like little ice bath ones where we you
1: can get in a we can get in a big I've done cold so many, that, that's definitely this year is what I'm going to be doing some more of those so literally get an ice bath where you can mix breath work with some ice bath with a little bit of movement as well so people can actually have like we we'll spoke about those three eats. Like, know, a bit I, of education learn a little bit about the breath have a little experience ha- have some entertainment we'll have some music some fun chill milk make whatever make it a nice environment as well and then a little bit of community feel where people are working with each other as well that that's a big part of it you, you it I feels love nice it. as well
0: and it's it's funny because in my head one of the things i i always think that we set up a two-day course and we charge per we charge x amount of money and X amount of money is usually quite a lot of money why can't we do something that's two hours where we have like just people turn up for two hours we do three or four a day where we do some breath work we take that into the cold cold water we do the cold water we have some high fives and some movement <laughs> and then on to the next one it doesn't have to be this i've got to go on a course i agree i've got it. to do yeah, you know I, like I, five I, days and now i'm an expert it, it's it's that everyday living and i suppose oh, if we can bring that everyday living to people and make it just more accessible and affordable
1: I think that's great. You know what you're saying about everyday living as well, like and not having to go in a retreat. It's the same with fitness or other stuff. Like a lot of, whether it's trainers or whether it's whether it's um, clients or people in general in fitness to think, oh, do you know what? I'm not feeling. Like I need to go on a week retreat or anything. Um, and that's mate, fine. And it's nothing. George, it's not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. But really, that's not going to mean anything unless you bring it back into your day-to-day routine, your day-to-day it, life. The exactly. best retreat you can pay for is right now, whatever your life and obstacles that you've got going on. If you're going to go to retreat just to have that little moment and bring that back into your day-to-day life, then the retreat was worthwhile. But there isn't a better retreat than your day right now. Go and have a holiday, don't get me wrong, or go and go have a holiday that's healthy holiday, no problem. And I'm not saying not to have a retreat. But what you can do if you're looking to change the well, you can go, okay... Let me almost create myself one for me. Okay, I want to do a mixed of thing, so I feel like I need to get more flexible. So, okay, go find some yoga teachers or go find some... Go find some I don't know certain movement. Patterns so it's a half hour retreat. Yeah, you can go a find a half hour here. Then you go. Oh look, Rob's there. Look, there's a trainer. whatever. you know what I'm saying You're different things. You you can create you can create it in your own life that actually fits and works. You start to go. Okay, what's the local gym? What classes have they got going on? Or you can actually create your own. Or you go forget that. You might go. Oh well, I can't afford to have a trainer. So what are you talking about? Well, then very simple. You start even there's YouTube videos you can create and you can create your retreat. You retreat in your morning for 30 minutes or 15 minutes and you do that every day and that's your retreat for the week. 15 minutes of that practice and every day. They. imagine
0: you're the kind of person that would like point so someone in
1: contact you point them in the direction of those people a hundred percent And you mix it up and you can that, that's something that support people doing them more so you can help set people up for that so they can actually add it into their life so they can get the full mix and know where how they can fit it in when their environments or where they are or wherever they are in the country or how how can they do that i think that's a important thing for people or and also for trainers how can they do that for their client I like to support some be well rounded, give people the best bang for the buck in in that in that time frame. Not everyone has hours and hours and hours. they might have busy careers or busy lives or commitments, whatever it is they're doing so as a trainer, how can we? almost allow someone to have that retreat space, that moment to connect, can we create that space for them? So we're not going and this other thing that they've got to do, oh, I've got to do my exercise because if I don't, I'm going to be out of shape. No, something that they get to do, something that's actually a pleasure for them to be there where you create a nice space where they get a mixture, where they get to maybe, first of all switch off from the day so they can forget all of their previous worries, whatever's happening, they get the movement, they get a workout, they may get some, we've spoke about breath work, some breath work where they're then having that experience. And then the session finished, winding down, calming, and how do they want to bring this feeling into the day or into the next day or into the week? And then all of a sudden, bit by bit, you create momentum and all of a sudden, every single day becomes a retreat. That's really what it's about, that moment, that little bit, that little hour that can have a catalyst and affect all areas of their life, because it really does. And people forget that, they think, oh, just an hour, or whatever. But the way you, you can really help someone in all areas of their life, help them help themselves is a better way of saying it, by just... Being in service in that space, I
0: totally agree on that. You know, I don't know, I've had quite a few clients in the past go, "I've got to go back there." Or oh, when I was doing that, you know, as in mm. the retreat. And and there's, an, if you ask me to go and one, I'd be there straight away. Listen, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's, not let's not pretend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't care cold <laughs> or hot. You know, and you you get to do those things every day. I'm all over that. But it is that point that where you perhaps then you're revisiting that drug. That's the solution. I've got to go there to mm. fix myself. Whereas you're sort of saying, I fix myself and there's one other little thing that you said that if 10% of the population is training and we as trainers are competing over that 10%, I think we're making a mistake. I think we need to go after that other 90%. Oh, there are yes. so many people that we could grasp and, and that's why I I know that you would point people in the direction of other people can help if you were too busy or they were in Scotland or in Brazil, you know.
1: So, you, where, because that's, you what, know. that's what it's about. I, 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 do you know what? I said that when I first... When I first started personal training, um, in my gym, there was like already other personal trainers and they were really busy and it was only a smallish gym. And it was like people thinking, yeah, but how are you gonna get clients because all, all the clients are taken up. I was like, I'm not interested in getting clients in this gym the people that are in the gym are already in the gym. <laughs> I'm interested in how can I bring someone towards this space that may not not, may not feel comfortable to be in the gym. So I actually looked further afield from day dot and I completely agree with you. It's about this open water is a, is a term I've used and I like what you said, the 90%. It's like the other the mm. other 90%, it's the same principle, this open water that is instead of just looking at, okay, the 10% are already in the fit. And maybe you are and if that's your, your Sole focus, and you're just interested in that, and that's great for you. And this doesn't mean you're a bad trainer or not good or whatever. That can be fantastic, and you could be one of the best. But I feel if more, we need more trainers that are actually interested in those other ninety percent. And and how can this is when people often ask me now, they go, "What am I training for?" Don't get me wrong, I have a few events coming up with different things I'm doing. But do you know what my answer always is? I'm training for life.
0: Uh, Exactly, and And that's what I train other people for too. (laughs) It's funny you should say that because you've you've mentioned suffering from old age. I've heard you talk about Jordan suffering from old age. Could you explain that? Yeah, Yeah. did I say this? Yeah, suffering from old age. Suffering from old age—that people suffer from their old age—and it was basically. I know what you're saying now. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah, uh, but you could be (laughs) old but be young.
1: Ah, I remember this. So so so. One of the ways we 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 suffer so is we we have old age before, and it's nothing to do with our actual age. It's got nothing to do with whether it's someone's eighteen, thirty, forty, seventy it's got nothing to do with this it's to do with where they've allowed themselves to be they've allowed themselves to get lethargic, they don't feel energized, they don't feel inspired by life, they just feel a bit oh, I can't be asked or whatever and this is they're already almost get an old before they're even old. And I see it. I've for example I've got one client work with at the moment and he's seventy-four and, and he's got way more energy than some people I work with that are in their twenties when they first yeah. start, for example. This guy's not suffering from old age, I'll tell you that. He's moving well, he's performing well. And often some people in their twenties and thirties are quite literally suffering for old age before they even have to. It is
0: back to what you said, the
1: mindset. You know, if we can, and mindset,
0: maybe breath, maybe movement, maybe your, as you mentioned earlier, your relationship with your partner or the people around you, that we just get stuck. Mm. And there's a fluidity, you know, if we want to breathe, it will go around uh, that's our bodies.
1: Really great thing you said, that we get stuck, because that's what happens. We get stuck. Well, the reason why we're lethargic or and these patterns are in our comfort zone is because we just got stuck in a particular pattern, whether that, and that's a, a multiple of thought loops or, or routines or, even habits, and I, and often I don't ever talk about adding certain habits with people. The reason why, because a habit is something we do unconsciously. I'm more interested in creating healthy rituals or healthy devotions, whatever in the day, because then we can do these these things consciously. But we get stuck in these whatever thought loops or or behavioural patterns, and how do we how do we get out of that? Well, we get out of it by just breaking the pattern. But we think sometimes to break the pattern we've got to go do something incredible, or crazy, or massive. No, some of the best ways to break the pattern is to do something super small. So like my morning routine is normally around about an hour and a half to two hours, right? But you know what that started with? Five minute practice. Literally a five minute practice broke the pattern. Five-minute practice of Five-minute practice. It was a fi- for me, it was a five-minute meditation, and I've also broke the pattern previously in other ways by doing a, fi- a five-minute little movement practice first thing in the morning. Whatever it is, you need something to break the pattern. You can break the pattern through um, music, sounds, shake up, dance. It doesn't matter. Something that's going to break you out of your pattern. Look for some one little thing that's going to be different.
0: It, it seems to be also you're sort of saying, wake yourself up.
1: Yeah, start becoming All those The moment can you be are a that, metaphor, you're not, like, you're not no longer living robotically. One one simple thing: if someone's going, "Oh yeah, but I can't be bothered to even do that," that five minutes, okay? I'll give you a simple way to break the pattern. What hand do you brush your teeth with? Maybe you brush it with your right hand. Well, okay, for the next week, I want you to brush your teeth with your left hand. So simple, I like so it. simple. But that one thing can be the catalyst of big change. You wouldn't think it because you think, how can it be? It can be because you're now doing it, you're doing something consciously. And then that can lead into many other things. And then you can start doing, one thing I'll say to people, we get caught up in, yeah, but I like to do this, or I don't like to do this. Uh, For me, I would suggest, it's not about living life of what you like or dislike. Forget likes or dislike, think about what's best for you. Because what I mean by that is, you might like to sit on the sofa and be all cosy for the whole day. Nothing wrong with that, I'm not saying have none of your likes. But if you do that all the time, all of a sudden you don't feel that great. Where does that get you? Do everything you like in life and see where it gets you. Do everything you dislike in life, see where it gets you. And then maybe think about, then well, if you do both, you'll realize actually the thing's in the middle, which is what, what's best for me right now. So what might be best is to go and go and watch that program, go, do you know what, But I'll finish after the first episode, then I'm going to go do... This exercise or this thing or whatever it, whatever it is, and sometimes it's not. Sometimes what's best for you right now might be. I know certain times I've been itching to train, need to train, need to exercise. I've got certain things in my body. I'm like, I need to go do that workout, whatever. But so actually, what's best for me right now is just to go to do go do fifteen minutes of stretching. I want to go do that, but my body's broken. Like fifteen minutes of stretching is best for me right now. And so it's a lot to of ways. Come back to. Yes, and it's a lot of way I'd say is living life of what's best for us, not what we like or dislike.
0: Just I always say, be happy. Like and what it. you know, the what makes you happy, head towards that. And if back pain ain't going to make you happy, exactly. you know, you know, you know these, you know these things. Ultimately, it we've we've made this sort of like training world and all the other facets of it quite complex. But it's really that simple. Just be happy and you know greet people with a smile in there. <laughs> Jordan, you know, Instagram matters. You know, like we're we're on it as trainers is a big field because even though we're talking about loads of breath work, I you know I think we should recognise you're a great trainer too, obviously with that boxing and physical background as well as as you sort of said, true health. It's all encompassed. But phones they, they kill me because you know as I said, Instagram matters what we project. Clients in in some in, in our industry, I'd I'd say some people define how big you are on Instagram as success. But at the same time, we know as trainers and we're into this holistic health and mental fitness, we know that phones aren't very good for us. So how do we navigate this? Because I, I always feel like a hypocrite, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Because, I, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't mind a few likes. I don't <laughs> mind a few followers. And if someone was to offer me something, I'd be like, amazing. Yes, please. <laughs> but at the same time, as I said, I feel like a hypocrite.
1: The problem isn't social media or Instagram or whatever it is. If anything, all that matters is our relationship with it. Because in fact, it's, as a standalone, it's a fantastic tool. right? You can get a message out there. You can share something. I quite look at it like a canvas almost. Just like a way you can put your art, which is for some people, their art is training. Some people, their art is photography or whatever it is. So in our case, it's health and fitness, whether that's tips, whether that's things that we're up to ourselves and whatever that is. I see it almost like a canvas where we can express and put things out. So what's what I feel with Instagram is more about our relationship with it. Look, f- through things like Instagram, people like me and you can connect, for example, and I don't know about you, but I'm sure you've connected with certain clients and people you've met that you never have met. I've got people in different countries that I've connected with that have become clients or friends that It's through social media, so it can be fantastic, and then we go, yeah, but what about the other side? And compare, and that's less about Instagram; that's more about our relationship for it. So we can then also be accountable by what kind of content do we put out. Right, what so do we want to see? Per, so it's also responsibility down, to, as as down to, yeah, it's, it's our responsibility as trainers ourselves to what do we want to represent. And nothing ever really becomes a problem until it has more control over us than we have over it. But you just to go, Oh, I like that I got more likes, or I like that people are interacting with my content that's fantastic. That's the nature of it. You want more people to interact, you want to get more likes, you want to get more shares. That's fantastic. But the day that you don't, let's say, let's say you put a post up and then you only got half the likes you normally mm-hmm. get. The key is, did that bother you? And if it did, now we need to look at that.
0: That's it. I, so that found, doesn't
1: make you a I don't think. I've
0: sort of found that Well, I have changed my relationship with Instagram. I just put it out there. I let it go. Fantastic. It's just I've just put it out to the ether. Nothing that comes back matters. You know, and I, I'm, I'm not posting as regularly as I did. That <laughs> may be part of it because I'm not consciously thinking, oh, I should take a photo of that or I should do that. But it's also, again, what the public thinks of training and trainers that's that's why
1: oh that's an interesting
0: yeah you know like because that's where it's harder to communicate breath work Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so i'm a little little segue here could you take us through a couple of minutes of breath work something that we could all do right now
1: for sure for sure let's do it let's do it let's go for it so we'll keep it nice and simple we just do a, a quick little technique but what i'll say is if you're listening right now just to find somewhere at least half comfy. The great thing about breath work, you can literally do it anywhere, but just make sure you're not like operating any machinery or you're not laying in a bath of water or anything like that. Just you're like sitting on a seat or you're able to lay down. But for this, this actually one, I'll, I suggest that we sit up. So sit on the edge of a chair, nice and comfy. Try and keep your spine nice and straight, bring your shoulders back. And the first thing we're gonna do, and we're gonna join along, everyone's gonna join along with me as well right here in the studio, which is fantastic. So what I want to do is just close our eyes first of all. And I want, we're gonna, through our nose if possible, we're just gonna take some really quick deep breaths just to pump up the energy. So it's just gonna be in and out through the nose like this. One more big breath in. Hold the breath just for a moment. Just for a little moment, just surrender into the silence. You'll notice that your chest has risen, and then just let go of the breath, (sighs) let it go. You're gonna turn your palms facing up, just to bring you in a more receptive mode. And you're gonna focus all your attention in your hips. I want you to focus all your attention in your hips and in your legs, and I want you to allow yourself to drop the breath into your hips. So as you inhale, preferably through the nose, but you can inhale through the mouth, no problem. And I want you to actually, quite literally, allow the breath to drop in as low as possible. So as you inhale, the tummy expands, and as you exhale, the tummy comes back towards you. But with each inhale, try and bring the breath as low as possible. And then when you exhale, we're gonna exhale as a sigh, like a Just letting go. Inhale, and sigh it out Just letting go of anything you're previously carrying any ideas, any concepts that you're bringing the breath. And just allow yourself for a moment to be present with the breath. Breathe in to the base of your spine, all around your hips. Connect to your foundations. Connect to your primal instincts. And just allow yourself to feel Thinking is the language of the mind, but feeling is the language of the body. So allow the breath to take you into the subtle sensations, allowing yourself to feel what you feel, notice what you notice. So we take a couple more breaths here. One more into the hips. Big sigh out. And then we're gonna place our hands on our tummy, just on our belly button. We're gonna inhale. As we inhale, we're gonna expand our tummy. Often we're told to hold in our tummy, tense it up, but you're just going to relax it, let it go. And then as you exhale, it's going to be more of a whoo, like you're blowing an O into the air. Breathe into the tummy, let it expand as you exhale. Let it go. Try and make the exhale slightly longer than the inhale. This will drop us into our parasympathetic nervous system. Rest and renew. This will help you with digestion. And keeping your attention and focus in the tummy. Feel your creativity, feel your flow. And feel your core and feel the space in which you digest. Often called the tummy, the first brain. What we feed the tummy, what we put into the tummy matters. The moment just feeding it with brand new breath. Brand new moment. And then you're just gonna place your hands on your rib cage. And then this time when you breathe, you're gonna allow yourself to expand like a balloon. So as you inhale, really open up your body. And as you exhale, let it go. And you're just gonna breathe like a wave. Breathe fully in. Let it go. Really charge up the breath. Don't rush the breath though, just and let it go. just like we said let the tummy expand breathe from right at the base of your spine into the tummy then the rib cage and let it out fully in and letting it go and at this point i want you to connect to like an inner fire within you i want you to connect to your courage to connect almost like an inner warrior within you that can just go get after it and really allow yourself to energize your body through each breath. We're going to start to really intensify it for just a few more breaths. Way more powerful than you could ever imagine. Stronger than you know. Allow yourself to feel that strength, feel your ability to overcome. Just a few more here. Really go for it. On this last one, we're gonna breathe all the way in. Let just a little bit of breath out and hold the breath here for a moment. You can relax your hands by your side and just see if you can hold the breath for a moment, relax the body, relax every single muscle. Notice your heartbeat, notice the blood pumping around your body. Notice right into the depths of yourself. Just begin to become aware of the subtle changes in the body. And then we're just gonna take a big deep breath in. Capture it just for a moment, like you're squeezing to the top of your head. Exhale. And then finally, we're gonna place our hands on our heart. We're gonna breathe nice and slowly, calming down the breath. And as we exhale, ah, letting out a little ah sound. Ah. And with that R, ah, you'll feel the heart vibrate a little bit. Ah. Ah. Make sure when you're breathing in that you're leading from the tummy still and the rib cage, and only at the last bit is it falling into the chest. Ah. Ah. And as you exhale with that R, ah, let the exhale be nice and long, ah. Ah. a little bit longer than the inhale. And just allow yourself to sink deeper and deeper into your heart space and allow your heart to open up, to allow yourself to internally smile. Notice the subtle changes within your body, the chemistry within your body's changed. Notice your subtle change in awareness. And I want you to set an intention, whether that's a healthy intention in some way, whether that's to be a little bit, whether an intention to feel calm, whether an intention to feel energized, whether it's an intention to be more focused, whatever that is for you. Whether it's an intention to make a little bit more effort to exercise more often. Whether it's an intention to let yourself relax, let go, and be able to stretch a little more. Whatever it is, just set that intention for a moment from this different state of mind. And then finally, placing one hand on your heart, one hand on your tummy, as you breathe in, from the tummy, then the ribcage, and let it go. If you can breathe through the nose, fantastic. There's a neurotransmitter in your nose signaling to your body that you're safe and secure. And let go, allowing you to calm in and connect to that intention. And now use your breath mastery to help give birth to this intention. So if it's to be more energized, you'll notice that you'll speed up the breath and take a bit deeper, longer breaths. If it's to be more relaxed, you notice that you slow it down a little bit. Whatever that is, it's up to you. But just feel into this as you take a few more conscious breaths. The main thing is that you're breathing in through the diaphragm, tummy, rib cage, and then just only a little bit in the chest. And then you're slightly lengthening the exhale. And together, we're going to take one more conscious breath capture that breath and let it go and then slowly slowly bring yourself back around. become aware of your body you can notice your knees your legs you can stretch a little bit to one side to the other side you can roll the neck a little bit if you want whatever feels comfortable for you this is your body explore it a little bit with them we're just going on a little quick journey with the breath to just explore it to just notice subtle sensations and subtle change you can get even within a few minutes and of course this is more of a journey rather than one specific technique but this is something that hopefully you felt you had an experience where you noticed, wow i feel different than when i started because i certainly did so thank you for joining that breath work with us
0: all awesome jordan i, th- I wanted to do something like this in the session because i want the people to see not only the value that you have And you do have loads of value, but the the breath work, and maybe it's something that can work for them and work for their clients and the wider public out there, you know, just having that practical thing. So remember, we can always rewind if you want to do it again. Um, But Jordan... Now that we're feeling all tranquil, and I, I do, I feel like, honestly, my shoulders yeah, feel like feel? a drop. I feel like, yes, I feel good. You know, I have been carrying stuff, and you've allowed me to let that go. Um, but now I want to know the real the real juice of the matter. What song do you put on when you need to train? When you need that little bit of motivation, just give you that little lift, give you that little internal smile, what's your training
1: song? Oof. I got for me like with training with songs. It's, I use I use music often like going before I train. Often when I train, actually, I don't train necessarily listening to music, but I use the music before I before I go and before I go and work out. The boxing back to the boxing. yeah yeah yeah. It's, like, it's that walkout song. So if we're gonna use that, I, I, there's few I got. There's like there's so many I could say, and it's such an array, right? And they're so mixed. Like one would be like Help Skelter from the Beatles, right? Which is and then but what I always say because we're talking about boxing and walkout, I like Heart of a Lion by the King Blues. And it's literally like that. It's like a boxing walkout song. Gets you pumped, gets you ready, walking into the performance. And that's what, how I kind of like to listen to music before training is use it like you walk into the arena. So that's it. Heart uh, of a Lion by the King Blues. I love
0: that. Well, that, producer Michael add that to our Spotify playlist. <laughs> so thank you very much for that. And of course, a film. We talk about not sitting on the sofa, but if we were going to sit on the sofa, once we'd done our breath work and our rice <laughs> bath and our training, and all the, you know, guilt-free... Um, <laughs> What would be what's a what's a great film that you, you just love or you recommend people watch?
1: Oh, one of my favourite films of all time is a film called Unbroken, and it's about this Olympic track and field runner that's fighting himself in World War Two, and there's a plane crash that happens. And he's I'm, I'm spoiler alert by the way, if anyone's watching it, I'll right? <laughs> <laughs> but this plane crash happens, and he and he basically they they survive this plane crash I won't give too much away they survive it and they go get rescued but who they get rescued by is actually they then why be- who then become the prisoner of war so they're now in this they're caught up in this as prisoners of war and they get, and this guy's getting completely tortured completely tortured for all of it right and there's this particular scene where it's i think it's a plank of wood or something that he's, he's held, holding above his arms and it's norm- I think it's the photo of the, the front cover of the film but he's holding it above his arms and if he drops it he's going he's basically going to be killed and and they capture it so perfectly, where he quite literally shows that he, you just cannot break him. For he's just been you just whatever it is, all these things happening where to try and break him down, and he cannot be broken. And there's this little bit where he, he starts to arms start to shake, and he nearly drops it, and then he finds this inner strength to just lift it back up again. And as he lifts it back up again, the guy that was was threatening if he if he dropped it was going to kill him by obviously it was torturing him. You could see they and they capture it so beautifully, it broke him. I love that. It the broke the guy that was trying to torture him, it broke him because no matter what you did to him, you was going to have to kill him. Because he was just that inner strength was there. And what's even more wonderful, what I love about this film is one, it's based on a true story. And two, even after all that torture, all the pain he went through, he still chose to try and meet up with the guy who tortured him to give him forgiveness, to be like, I forgive you. And the guy didn't want to meet him. He didn't want to meet him because that, too, so really, he, he, he broke everyone else around him by just this shows you the power of love people often when we hear the word love you think like fluffy nonsense whatever yeah but it's like no love is is a, is a force to be reckoned with it's what you're capable of doing when you when it's from that space of pure inspiration pure internal space that's there and that's why it's my favorite one of my favorite films because just the, what he was able to overcome and he quite litched me that's freedom when you cannot, nothing can break you, you cannot be broken by whatever situation, circumstances, and let's be honest, most of us don't find ourselves in that kind of diabolical, intense, Completely. most extreme you can get. And even within that most extreme environment, he was still able to be in that space. So it's for a really, me, it's Whoa. It's It's amazing. a
0: really, really good choice. And it really has so much, feeds so much into what we've been talking about and you've been explaining so eloquently today. So it really goes in unbroken. All right, Jordan, where can we find you? On the internet. On the fun, Instagram, we've already spoken about <laughs> it.
1: Please give us your handle. So on the Instagram is at jordanjackturner and, and the website is jordanjackturner.com. So they're the best places and feel free to anyone who wants to reach out or whatever advice or ask about anything because I'm more than happy to do the best I can to support in any way.
0: And that's a, that's a really beautiful thing that you will support and do that. And I just think it says so much about you because... We, we, we can all get a bit of advice or get a bit of help. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out today. Thank you so much for that breath work. Really good, really, really good. And, and pleasure. Hope, thank I hope you. it resonates with people. Like and also
1: I want to, in closing, I want to say that if it didn't resonate, it doesn't matter because there's still so many other techniques, <laughs> right? And whether that was through me or someone else, please don't, whatever it is, whether it resonated or not, may either be the catalyst where you go and explore further or may it go, I didn't like that. So let me go find something that I might enjoy. Or that does interest me that's what I would that's all I would say and thank you so much for having me on it's been an absolute pleasure
2: awesome thank you
0: Jordan he reminds me a lot of me Mike mm-hmm. he can talk he
2: can answer a question yeah he can he can and he's and he's really articulate and he? he's uh, he's got a bit of a philosophical bent to him isn't he everything uh, everything comes from the mind first doesn't it rather than just being philosophical he really has thought
0: out his vision he really knows what he's about Mm. what he's selling and this comes into being a you know good trainer what are you about what are you bringing to the table he's really aware of that And you can see that, you know, his success, after he was gone, you know, we were talking, it's literally, I'm off to down the road to Mayfair to train, blah, 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 you know. He had the rest of the day mapped out. We were going home. Yeah, 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 I had nothing else to do the rest of that week. (laughs) Exactly. I was still lightheaded from the breathing. (laughs) Yeah, the breathing. I'm, I'm really grateful for him doing that, and I'm sure he's got more stuff on Instagram where, or YouTube, where he's leading breath work. And I love the fact that he talked about that's how he starts his sessions with his clients. Bizarrely, I was thinking to myself, I need a bit of that. You know, I've got a couple of techniques that I use to try and bring people into the session should they be distracted. But I want a bit of what Jordan's got. I want to bring some of that and go, you know, everything starts with the breath. So, you know, let's just bring that into the warm up. Let's make some strong foundations of breathing.
2: So what do you think is the key takeaway then from Jordan?
0: Even though he's, A breath specialist and obviously a mindset specialist i really think the key takeaway is what we just touched on know who you are know what you're about work on that keep working on it have an open mind and us as trainers and hopefully the people out there listening who are into training and other walks of life where perhaps you could do with some of that You know, I really think that we focus on so much about money and other sort of material things, and do not get me wrong, I love cash. Mm. (laughs) But it's that richness, it's that wealth, it's make yourself the best you can be. And Jordan really was about that. You could really feel it in the room.
2: Yeah, definitely. definitely.
0: Yeah, that's a driven young man. Yeah. And now it's time for...
2: Solly's so, soliloquy.
0: Strength, so often when we think of strength, we think of muscles, but it's much, much more than that. Your strength is the physical energy you have which gives you the ability to perform various actions. You are strong, but could we be stronger? Strong so we have control, strong so we hold positions with ease, Strong so we have stamina, and strong so you can harness the inner strength in all of us. We all have strength. We just have to apply. We're going to take on the world. That's today's show. And you can find Jordan Jack Turner on Instagram at Jordan Jack Turner. The Hapori podcast was presented by me, Rob Solly, and produced by... Me, Mike Hansen for Pod People Productions. Please like and follow us on your favorite podcast app and tell all your friends about it. You can follow us on, for me it's Rob underscore Solly. And for me it's at Pod People UK. And of course, at Hapori Coach. And Don't forget to download the Hapori Coach app.
2: What is Hapori mean? I think it's Maori for community.
0: Maori for community, and you guys, you're part of our community so it's bye for now and i'll see you next time
2: pod people